Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Psychovertical Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Kirkpatrick. Uh, this week, I'm going to answer, uh, I'll try and answer a question that I was, I was given quite a long time ago. I have lots of, uh, I seem to have like a an inbox that's, I call it like inbox archaeology, where I kind of, every now, every now and again, I kind of go in there and start like digging, digging down into it and find all sorts of interesting emails I never, never replied to. So, Anyway, this one's from uh, Johnny, uh, which was, I don't know when it was, a long, it was a long time ago, so he may be dead by now, so uh, and apologise if you are. So, um, hi Andy, I was wondering what your opinion is on the best way to strength train for alpinism climbing. I recall on a previous podcast you mentioned being a fan of Mark Ripito, uh starting strength. My interpretation is that his recommended approach would vary from the advice given in more climbing uh, focused uh, training guides, e.g. uphill athlete Steve House books. My understanding, starting strength, uh, get stronger using basic barbell bodyweight exercises using lowish reps, um, five, uh, squats, deadlifts, press, bench, chin-ups. Do this regardless of your sport. Spend plenty of time practicing your sport, climb, hike, run, etc., which will allow for skill development alongside the alongside the refinement of auxiliary training elements, muscular endurance, etc. Uphill athlete, uh, less focus on strength, more on sport-specific exercises, incorporates higher rep, muscular endurance work outside of the of that gained just through climbing. Um, so now he now he says I lean towards the starting strength model, emphasizing that strength should be the focus of training, as it benefits all other aspects of fitness. Other elements are then gained through practice of the sport. It would be great if you could touch on this subject in the podcast. Many thanks, Johnny. So I shall touch on that subject for you. So, um, so first first of all, uh, I am not. I have no qualifications in strength training, I uh, or physiotherapy or anything like that. I have no qualifications in absolutely anything at all. So everything I'm anything I'm about to tell you is based on my own experiences and the the area of strength training is uh, very very you know it's very very complicated and it's also like layers and layers of um of stuff that overlaps each other so you know one you'll the classic thing you'll go on youtube you know the classic thing is like someone say 
read this article. This is the best article ever written on strength training. And you'll go there, you'll click on the link and you'll be like, oh, I can't be asked reading that, it's too long. I'll just look on YouTube for like, type in best strength training ever. And you'll find this article from 10 years ago where someone's basically got loads of chickens and he's like chasing after them in his garden or something. And you're like, oh God, I got to, got to get some chickens. So um, there's, uh, again, like with the email archaeology, there's like an archaeology of... Um, of how how things develop and as things advance and progress and you have like rev- some revolutionary ideas or whatever um but so a, a really good example of this is like the the god the uh god emperor of uh kettlebells is uh pavel pavel titsuin or his name is tatooine uh russian guy and uh um you know if you if you look on youtube of like kettlebell swing pavel you'll find this video of him from probably 20 years ago 25 years ago and he just basically looks shit you know he's basically doing it all wrong this is the guy who basically is like the god of kettlebells and it just looks crap what he's doing it's like oh my god that's a terrible style you know you get like some 15 year old going yeah you know you're so shit lol you know in the comment section um or if you look at him now like 25 years later he you know he's amazing it's probably the same if you look at you know if you look at sort of um in climbing you know you'd look at someone if you look so you know neil gresham just did like an e11 if you if you go back and you look at neil gresham like 25 years ago or 30 years ago you know he probably his idea of training was very very different uh you know he'd be doing lots of like dead hanging and he'd be you know he'd basically be injured nearly all the time and uh you know like throwing in all sorts of weird bits of training but basically probably climbing too much and doing everything you know everything wrong because climbing you know like really applying uh sort of sports um you know sports what do you what would you call it um uh, like you basically, basically um performance is about sort of three things it's about uh like your the sort of the is it biology and you have the physical the physical aspect of it the psychological aspect of it and the culture of the those the, those are the three things so if you look at someone like adam ondra who is like the very pinnacle of of climbing um he's, he's basically got those three things like physically mentally and cult, you know the culture because the culture also includes the fact that he can make a living just going climbing every single day which maybe 25 years ago um that wasn't probably that probably wasn't possible for most for most climbers and it's so so that's a cultural thing you know, psychologically you know someone who can like travel around the world climbing everywhere if you look at jerry moffat one reason probably why jerry moffat ended up being you know, one of the best climbers in the world for his time was he he did what like Ron Fawcett did and Wolfgang Gerlich and all these people did. He like travelled around the world and he climbed in all sorts of different places and learned all sorts of different styles of climbing. You know, could identify why this person is the best climber in, you know, Arapiles or, you know, like Joshua Tree or whatever. And he, and he, you know, so he was like learning all the time and then he came back and he could do, you know, climb harder and stuff. So, and then, the, you know, the psychology is just um just being part of a sport that's like very well developed you you're able to bolster your psycho your psych your psychology of uh performance because you just believe that you're at a time where 
you know, like your nutrition and all these things are just so so well thought out and stretching and and all and all these kind of things. Like if you know, if if someone, you know, if tomorrow like someone just came along and like absolutely blew Adam Andre out of the water, and it turned out all he did was uh, just watch you know just watch netflix like five days a week and eat, like junk food and didn't do any training but then you know one day one day a week he like chased chickens in his garden and he had then to be the best climber in the world then adam Ondra's like psychology would like break apart and he'd be like oh my god i've, I've been doing it all wrong and so so saying that those those are like three really important things um so the I w- not only am I not qualified, I'm not also not I'm not really qualified to to say anything about anything negative or undermine or even question anything that Steve House is going to say. Like Steve House is you know like a, a gold medal Olympic athlete kind of person, so he you know he is like again he's like another god of uh, you know he's like if Pavel's the god of kettlebells and he's like the god of kind of high altitude kind of climbing um uh, i'm probably more like so mark ripper is a sort of really well-known like uh rough kind of texan kind of guy uh uh who lives in the you know like the arsehole of nowhere in texas and has like a gym and but he has like a huge following probably because he's like lives in the arsehole of texas and he's he's not like a lot of uh a lot of strength it's like it's like all all these things a lot of these people you will come across they could be doing like life coaching or selling you you know like sort of supplements or something like there's a lot of there's a lot of sort of oil snake oil, oil snake snakesmen or pyramid marketing people in all in all these kind of fields uh who'll be you know they could be like evangelists or the kind of you know you know people where they give you the creeps basically they're trying to sell you something so Mark Ripito isn't isn't really like that. He's trying to sell you something. Like he's, he's he writes books and things about training, but he is uh, like an anti-seller basically. So because first of, first of all, he's like a, he's like an old fat guy, you know, with a with a mustache, and uh, you know he's kind of right right wing, you know, conspiracy conspiracy theory kind of guy. But he's a you know a fantastic is a fantastic voice for some you know for some people like just we just trust someone like that who's who's willing to you know not be saying namstay what's it namstay you know he doesn't he doesn't like to start with like a yoga position and all that kind of stuff so you know so mark ripito is uh you know he's more like uh how how would you say it like mark you know, like Mark Ripito is kind of someone who's been playing. He's like a session musician who is, you know, been like playing the drums for, you know, like 50 years, you know, and he's like really good at playing the drums. Where I'd say like Steve House is more like someone who's like Mick Jagger kind of person, you know, you, you know, he, he he knows what he's doing. He's got his, you know, but, they, but they're kind of doing, they're kind of doing different things really. Uh, but I guess like, like both of them are, you know, both of them are, are right and both of them are wrong at the same time. Like people can be equally a hundred percent right and a hundred percent wrong at the same time. So, uh, it's like pe- everyone, like people are all, um, everyone's different. So what, what is going to work for Steve house or, um, like are probably the people Steve house is hanging around or the people that Mark Ripito hanging around are probably a certain kind of person. They're, you know, psychologically, they're they're 
they're the kind of uh the kind of people they are they're probably like high achieving people tend to hang around with high achieving people they don't tend around hang around with like goths who you know who just like sit there listening to sad music and stuff and watching vampire films you know they tend to be hanging out with people who are like you know in a way you're like high performance people uh high performance is like normalized so the idea of someone saying i'm just going to go out and do like a you know like a 50 mile run and then i'm going to come back and i'm going to do some weights and then i'm going to and you know and then it'd be like then it'd be seven o'clock and i'll go to work uh you know like those kind of people hanging around people like that so it doesn't seem like a big deal so and the same with if you're shooting up heroin you know you're just like i just got to go and rob an old lady and uh get some you know if everyone's doing that it's like oh yeah you know get me some so 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 that's that's probably a, a, the most important thing to do is what, whatever i'm going to say now or whatever you listen to other people say or whatever you read or whatever you watch uh don't treat it a little bit like like uh some kind of religious kind of thing you know like you don't have to believe you don't have to believe like like noah literally built an ark and you know and all that kind of stuff you can sort of take it you know take some bits on board there was a flood uh, a long time ago it's like in lots of biblical texts and all that kind of stuff there was a flood and blah 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 so basically just don't just don't take everything literally what people are saying you need to um you know consider it um uh try and basically try and work out what what you want in the first place uh like when it comes to so what i'm talking about here is basically um training outside of climbing like if you can just go like the best time, the best I've ever been at rock climbing, uh, or the best I've ever been at ice climbing, or the best I've ever been at mountaineering, is when that was all I was doing. Is like when I went to when I've been like in America for three months, I just climbed like almost every single day, like towards of that. Like at the beginning, I probably hadn't been climbing at all, so I'd end up in, you know, Tuolumne Meadows and it'd be shit. And then after three months, you know, I was really starting to think like I I can actually I can actually climb now. I can actually you know do like often i'm often i you you're i think often physically you can be you your your mind sometimes has to catch up and it works vice versa you believe you can do something but your body can no longer do it so you're like oh look at that i can do that and you start climbing up and you're like oh my god i feel like so shit i can't hold on to anything and then your your mind kind of catches your body like catches up with your mind or your mind catches up with your body and like oh i'm coming down or you do something and like, oh my God, that felt so easy. I thought it was going to be really hard. It actually felt really easy. So you, there's like a mismatch between the two. But if you, if you're climbing a lot, you can, you can suddenly, you know, eventually you will, you'll, everything will be in a line and you're like, yeah, I can do that. It's going to be difficult, but I can do it and you'll do it and it'll be difficult, but you'll get to the top. So I guess the the way you're, you're always like trying to stress the two things. You're trying to stress your body and you're trying to stress your mind at the same time. So it's like if you were come to training, if you're like I guess the um the certain the certain things that you would have as like benchmark um you know like benchmark sort of uh, standards of training where you you know you're trying to aim to get to that to that get to that that point and when you get to that point you will know that you are like a certain fitness. So so a good one is like if can you do a hundred press ups, a hundred sit ups, a hundred pull ups, uh, in a day, 
So if you can, if you know, like that's very easy to get your head around you any weight, any, anything like that. Um, and then can you, and then, so if you can do it in a, if you can do all those in a day, so you might have to work up to doing that many a day. You might have to do like, like most people might be able to do like, you know, you might be able to easily do like a hundred pull, a hundred, a hundred sit-ups. You might be able to do that in like, you know, in a, in an hour. A uh, hundred press-ups that might take you, you might have to do like 10, 20 press-ups like every every 30 minutes or something and eventually you know you probably you could probably top up in a day like an average person could probably do 100 press-ups in a day when it comes to pull-ups uh maybe you could do like one you know one pull-up um every 10 minutes or something you know like if you have like a pull-up bar every time you walk past it you can probably do one pull-up and you would like spread it over the whole day uh and even then that might be quite difficult to do like 100 pull-ups like after you've done like 50 pull-ups in a day you know every, you know you might start feeling quite tired but if you build you build up to it and eventually you can do like 100 press-ups 100 sit-ups 100 pull-ups in like in one day but then can you do can you do all those in like one hour can you do like 100 press-ups in one hour or 100 pull-ups in one hour or so the so you would like you know slowly um you know build up this uh to, to aim to some sort of standard so in your mind you're like i want to in Another one is like you want to do like your age, you know. This is this, it gets harder the older you get. You know, I want to be able to do like some fifty. I, I want to do fifty pull ups, fifty pull ups, fifty sit ups, fifty press ups in an hour. Um, you know, so every uh, the older I get, the more I'm going to have to do. But um, so but you would set yourself a you sell set yourself a target, and then you would sort of aim, you know, build towards that target. And the older you get, the longer it's going to take you to get to get to that sort of uh that, that target but you're trying to set set a cell set yourself a a standard like so if you're joining the military you know you have to run uh like if you're a gerker or something i think in i think in one of my books it talks about the standard to be a gerker you have to run like a mile in a certain amount of time or something but you know you 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 set yourself these standards and you aim you aim to hit those those kind of standards so in in um like weightlifting you will probably your standard would be to deadlift like twice your body weight um bench press your body weight um so i'm like i'm like a hundred i'm probably like a hundred kilos so like 200 kilos 100 kilo bench press uh squat would you squat like your squat your body weight and more than well definitely squat your body weight but you'd but anyway so, so, so but there's like standards you could you can like work towards and the, the light you are you know the the, the easier it is in, in some in some aspects so um i don't know what my point was now but you so you um so you want you want to set you want to set you need to set like a standard because you also need to work out why you're training in the first place so if you're if you're like following Steve House, then you want to basically solo K2 in winter. Um, now, Steve House is probably the best person to uh, advise you on how to how to set about doing that, you know. But whether, whether um, you know, Wojtek Kurtiker and these like, old school guys who probably did things equally as impressive or more impressive than Steve House, whether they were following any of his training in the past, I very much doubt it. I expect they probably just did a lot of um, walking, 
you know, like hill walking, uh, and that'll probably be it. You know, they're probably, they're, their kind of training was kind of non non training. So, um, so but so but if you if you don't want to climb K two solo K two in winter, and you just want to basically feel um, sort of fitter and stronger, then then maybe you don't really just want to be following like a you know uphill athlete kind of thing or you just want to sort of make some adjustments to it but but it's like a lot of like a lot of these things is uh it's it's not as complicated as you think it is like a friend of mine who was like he he got really overweight and i said to him like you know it's actually easier to lose weight than it is to put weight on and you know like a few months later he emailed me told me he'd lost loads of weight and how this you know, I was so right, and I was like, I was, I didn't mean it. I was only joking, but it is kind of true. Is that the, you know, to you can get really, you can, you can, you can get really bogged down in like losing weight or nutrition or, or all these kind of things. But it is is actually quite, it's actually very, very simple. And we all kind of like, I'm one of these people. I make a living out of making things sound more complicated, like that my book down um you know you could probably condense that into you know like one sheet of paper really condense down from 300,000 words to maybe 1000 words but you know that's kind of the business you're in really we like we like to you know if, if you just said like you want to get strong just live just lift up loads of heavy shit um and that's it just just keep lifting up heavy shit like basically your body will tell you when you can't lift any more heavy shit because it'll be too heavy you won't be able to do it and maybe then just find some shit that's not as heavy as the other shit you were lifting up and lift that up until you can't lift that up and if you get really tired then just stop lifting shit and then when you don't feel tired anymore just start lifting shit again and probably within you know within within a week you'll start feeling in the you know in the first week you'll feel shit and you'll just be like achy and stuff if you don't injure yourself in the second week you'll start feeling stronger and in the fourth week you'll start feeling much stronger and you actually start feeling much better and then in the you know like four months down the line you'll actually look like you've been lifting heavy shit and you'll and you'll look quite good about it and blah 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 so so it's actually very is very very simple and people will often get bogged down into like oh do i need to do kettlebells or dumbbells or chickens or whatever so but really those things are less important than you than you think about it so the first thing if you had a piece of paper you'd you want to write down what what do you want out of this you know if you want to have really amazing cardio you know cardio fitness from your strength training then probably don't don't bother doing it like just go and do something else do something you know go running or something or you know go swimming or running you know whatever but if it if you want to lose if you want to lose weight you know like strength training is probably uh not ideal because you're probably just going to get heavier from doing more strength training but often what people people misidentify misidentify feeling shit as wanting to lose weight like i feel shit i need to lose some weight no just like just just make yourself fitter like doesn't matter if you're a big fat fucker if you can still you know dead deadlift like 200 kilos or something who fucking cares you know so like a really fat person who's really strong and fit is much better than someone who is like you know like a 50 kilo you know someone 
you know, there's that on my, on YouTube at the moment. There's uh, there's like a Squarespace advert, and it just has this this guy. I think he might be he might be trans or something. He might be he's, he's, he's something like that. But it's like um, some sort of fashion thing. He's like, ah, oh, just Squarespace. It's all good. Is that? But I, I like no no offense to him, but it just like it just sums up like like this guy. Like, can imagine like if the zombies the zombies appear tomorrow, I'd be like, ah. Oh, so I think, uh, so so basically, trying to make yourself stronger is gonna make is gonna sort out a lot of shit in your life. Like, don't be thinking about losing weight. You know, do 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 the opposite. Basically, is um, you know, just 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 try and imagine that you've got this fat suit on, and you just want to make what's underneath that fat suit really really strong. And the more and the stronger you'll the stronger you feel, the less shit food you'll want to eat anyway, and you'll just you'll just like you know, so you know if you if you like going on some sort of diet and trying to lose weight is the worst thing you're gonna do because you feel shit. You might you might do it for a few days, but then you're just gonna like pig out on loads of shit. So basically, you know, if you want to just feel better about yourself, then then kind of some kind of strength training is good. Now the problem with with strength training where you know it's going to be very like you know sort of <laughs> difficult you know like if you if you're going to start you know like Steve House would be like having you like run it run up a volcano or something with a gas mask on or something like that you know like you're just not going to be able to do that because you're just a big fat fucker and you you're weak as fuck basically so you need to um so like a more traditional more traditional strength training is uh you know, it's, it's starting at a very low, very low standard. Now, I want you to imagine a pyramid. What's a pyramid where all the sides are the same? Is that an isosceles triangle? I don't know. But you know, the pyramid where all the all the sides are the same size. Now, this is a good. This is this is quite a good way to visualize it. Is basically your peak, the peak of what you could be, is 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 basically to do with how wide the base is. So if you've got like a narrow base, your peak is not going to be very, very high. And if it is high, then your your pyramids, you know, it's not your triangles, not um, it's it's not it's not balanced and it'll fall over. So basically, a lot of it's to do with the base. So the base is the thing that's kind of like, like oh god, why do I have to do that? Like why do I have to do all these boring like easy exercises? But basically, you you need to sort of build up your base of uh, of training. So this is more like this is more like I'm sure Steve House is the same, but this is more like a traditional strength training thing. Now your base is important because so in the past, so my my strength training thing was, you know, so I got into climbing, rock climbing from a very early age. I was basically always always crap at it, basically. I could I was never like a very good rock climber. And looking back on it, I don't. I think I never really put enough effort in, and I never really put in the time. Like rock climbing is all about the time you put into it. Uh, they say, like, if you want to be a world class climber, world class tiddlywinks player, whatever that is, world class whatever, you basically have to do twenty hours a week for eight years. So, and that's twenty really good hours of training. So really good tiddlewink, you know, if it's subutio, you got to be none of that painting your stuff that's separate. You just got to be really just training really, really well, really good training. And the longer you train, the better your training should become. 
uh like if you're just doing like if you're just doing like v diffs for 20 hours of v diffs a week you're probably that's you know within a few weeks you're, you're not going to get anywhere really you just got to you know it's got to be very intensive so that's probably works for most rock climbers if you could put in 20 20 hours a week really good down the climbing wall climbing at the weekends pushing your limit within you know within a few months you'd be like the best you know be like one of the best climbers in your group within a year you could be one of the best climbers you know in the in your in your town within you know blah 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 you yeah I, I, there's a few people i know like in in yosemite where you know you you saw them when they just basically arrived in yosemite and they were doing like the easiest routes and now you see them um five or six years later and they're doing like some of the hardest routes like you know like free climbing el cap and stuff so but they've just basically lived in yosemite like and been climbing non-stop all that time so but unfortunately most of us don't have the luxury of climbing or doing anything like 20 hours of 20 hours a week uh, for eight years like non-stop like adam Ondra does all those people do um but most people don't so so you're gonna have to like you're gonna have to work out what you again work out what you what you if you want to be if you're if you're 16 and you listen to this and you want to be the best climber in the world then basically that is good advice it's give yourself eight years train really well as in don't fuck yourself up don't get injured uh don't get married don't have kids all that kind of stuff just basically be like a hermit for 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 eight years and you've got a good chance you might you might not be the best because you're competing against other people who want to who want to be the best climber in the world but you'll be what you'll be in the one percent of uh of that of that of that sport and that's a that's a difficult thing with like olympic sport because you are in the one percent but only like the zero 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 point one percent get to go to the olympics so uh that's always the you know if you enjoy training and climbing or windsurfing or whatever then it's, it's it doesn't matter so um so my so i never really dedicated enough time to uh the physical side of climbing the mental side of climbing for some reason i had like very good uh you know very good um mental kind of my mental side of climbing was was pretty good so i could like solo at the same grade as i was like leading probably which probably wasn't that hard anyway um and the culture the culture i was I was in a good culture of climbing because I lived in Sheffield, but I was also married and that like undermined. Like I basically never went climbing at a weekend. I'd probably go climbing after work. And as I got more into climbing, like professional climbing, I was basically could go like months and months and months without doing any climbing whatsoever. So I would literally come back from a trip, take all my climbing gear off. You know, I'd empty my bag with all the gear on. I was climbing on a route and then next time i went climbing i'd let get the back the gear out and the gear would still be on my harness from like three or four months ago so but i so i got into climbing sort of big wall climbing like originally alpine climbing and then big wall climbing and now the alpine climbing and big wall climbing generally so if you're doing like an ed1 or some kind of very difficult classic hard like route in the alpes uh unless it was unless it was a if it was like a mixed route Generally, the rock climbing standard was going to be like VS, hard VS. You might have to do it wearing your boots and stuff, but it was never going to be super hard. Don't be a bit of aid climbing or whatever to get past harder bits. But it meant that you, as long as you could maintain that standard of climbing, you could just, you could sort of, um, you could sort of do it basically, you know, do it after just through your, just through, like physically, anyone can climb hard VS. Um, 
same with probably e1 probably like you can just you just climb it just because it's just in your mind your head really it's not physically that difficult but um uh you know it gets it gets physically more important to be able to like you know hang on as, you, as, as the climbing gets harder so um and then i got into like big wall climbing which is like even it's all like psychological it's like there's there, there is like physical aspects to it but it's mainly um it's mainly more like heavy like working on a building site it's not about fine-tuning your motor skills and stuff it's like wanging whamming in pegs and hauling haul bags and just not being intimidated by the fact that you think you might die or something like that so it's all like psychological and also if you you have like a again you have a good culture because you're like in yosemite or you're somewhere where everyone's doing like big walls and it seems it's like normalized what, you, what, what you're doing um so i think i naturally got strong just from doing that kind of big wall kind of stuff like carrying whole bags around and i had a good i've got um i because i used to cycle a lot when i was younger so you had this job where i had to cycle like 24 miles a day it's over a big hill so i had very good like if you to to build up like long like it's very it's very easy to get strong very very quickly but the the quicker you get stronger the quicker you lose it so like that's the problem with rock climbing you can get you can get quite strong at rock climbing you can go away to spain and 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 do loads of rock routes and you'll get quite strong quite quickly but come home again and within like a few weeks it'll all it'll all just disappear and then all you'll have is like the residual skill like you you always have the skill you always you should always remember like how to do this how to drop your knee and all that kind of stuff but the actual physical strength will like leave you so to to have a kind of strength that like stays with you for longer is you need to do like um you know do over a long time so like by sight i think by cycling you know for cycling every day for a year like 24 miles five days a week for a year that's that probably established some kind of longer some sort of strength in my legs that 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 was retained because i always had strong strong legs after that probably had strong legs before that but I had strong legs before, you know, after that. So, so like the the big wall stuff, carrying heavy haul bags, that that kind of strength has always, you know, always stayed with me. Um, so I think when the, so I, I was I never I was kind of like I'd read like the um Mark Twight's book like Super Alpinism and he talks about some kind of strength training, but I never really understood it. I can never really work out what he's talking about, like reps and and all that kind of stuff. So uh i think i probably did join a gym like like at one point like in the 2000s like like people started joining gyms and stuff like in sheffield like a i think i joined like a gym it was like a like a bit of a meathead gym i don't know why i joined it really but i joined it but i didn't really really understand what i was doing and i was you just go there and you'd like fuck around on some machine and do a leg press or whatever but i didn't really understand what i was doing and all it was always quite intimidating like the people in the gym they're all basically like asian taxi drivers so you you never you always felt like you couldn't really go up there and be like excuse me um you just felt made you feel like a bit of a twit a twit really so and then i joined like another gym uh like a more fancy gym like a you know like health health place kind of gym but again, I didn't really understand what I was doing. And then I think because I was going to Patagonia with uh, Ian Parnell, this was like 2000 and when was that, 2002 or something. Uh, I uh, I think I actually decided I was going to do some 
some proper training. So I just I did a lot did a lot of cardio. So I do like uh, twenty minutes on a rowing machine, uh, twenty minutes on like a cross trainer, and then maybe twenty minutes on something else. I basically try and do like a thousand calories of exercise because that was that's the only way I could think out how to do it. And I'll just do that every day, and I'd be absolutely absolutely wasted um just going do every day doing the same thing and uh, but never really i don't i never really picked up any weights i didn't really understand what what they were doing i'd probably do some something it was probably just pointless what i was doing anyway so but i, I got like really good cardio like a rowing machine is really good f- i find i find is like really uh, one of the best things for your your cardio you just find that you don't get tired uh you know you that, that's that's my definition of cardio is that you know, you can watch you, <laughs> you watch the telly, hold your breath. You can hold it longer than you think you can, uh, and you just don't get tired. When I used to cycle a lot, I remember where, like, if somebody, it's like if someone opens the door and you nearly crash into it on your bike, and you get really angry. I was always aware that my heart rate would go back down like really, really quickly, uh, and that always told me that I was, you know, like I would be really angry, and then I would just not be angry really quickly. My heart rate would go back down. Like, and I have a very like my heart rate is about 40 something like I have a I have probably something wrong with me but I have a very low heart rate anyway but that might be that might be to do with all that cycling I did uh, who knows so um I think I I only really I basically had this uh, girlfriend who was paraplegic like Karen Dark who fell off a cliff and ended up like paraplegic and so I, I went out with her for like three or four years and because she was paraplegic I ended up having to like like lift her up and carry her around sometimes like we climbed El Cap and I had to like piggyback her down El Cap and she weighed like I think she weighed she's quite tall she's like 70 75 kilos I had to like piggyback someone 75 kilo person for like nine hours all the way down from El Cap and just various things like that and then I think we did a trip to Chile like kayaking in Chile in the archipelago and Patagonian archipelago and I ended up like I think I was like pulling her up a step on a wheel in a wheelchair, and I was like le- I was like bent right over, and as I did it, I sort of did something to my back, and I ended up in in the most like just agonizing pain for this whole trip. And I did I did the trip even though I literally couldn't stand up. I was like crawling around. It's like basically the the whole trip was basically two people with bad backs. They made like a film about it. It's like you know, it's basically two people with bad backs going holiday together kayaking. Um, but I think after that, I was like like shit. I really have if I'm gonna like like live you know like live with someone who's paraplegic i'm gonna have to fucking sort myself out and be like get a lot stronger because this this is gonna wreck me and i i had had a bad back before from carrying really heavy rucksack in patagonia and i actually compressed i think i compressed my spine i had some damage to my spine because i used to wake up in the morning and have like really a real pain in my in my spine and then it would just wear off and then i met a spinal expert in London who told me actually you in the in the night your spine hydrates and it creates more pressure in your spine that's why it's painful in the morning so eventually that kind of went away um so you know so I decided to start doing more training more physical training and I guess where did I probably you maybe I just looked on YouTube I bought I bought Pavel's this guy Pavel Pavel Tatooine his book and it was kind of like power to the people or something and uh, I just like the, I just love the style of his uh, of his writing, so I read I read that book and he he talked a lot about doing deadlifts. So I started doing deadlifts and basically because I have very strong legs 
and I'd like carried stuff around like you know on you know haul bags and all that kind of stuff I was actually very strong but uh that is probably not what wasn't very good so I started doing deadlifts so very quickly I was doing like 100 kilo deadlifts and I kind of I probably got up to like 120 kilo deadlift like very very quickly and but then instead of um like moving up to do like 200 kilo deadlift I would just do like a hundred I do like a hundred a hundred deadlifts like like every single day so I was basically doing like you know in 10 days I do like a thousand tons or something I was just doing like just doing loads and loads of deadlifts and I wasn't really doing anything else I wasn't doing like I wasn't doing like squats and really I didn't understand how to do squats it just seemed like I was going to injure myself and I wasn't doing anything else basically I was just basically doing deadlifts and then I was doing a little bit of like kettlebells but I, but I found the kettlebells quite tiring so I, was, I didn't do those I was just doing deadlifts and I got like I did get very very strong like my overall physical strength like increased like dramatically my grip strength because when you're when you're in a deadlift he's like one of the best exercises you're ever going to do you just get like phenomenally strong but the problem was was i just overtrained and i didn't really understand what i was doing and i ended up getting the most horrendous tendonitis in my arms in my um in my um forearms to the point where i i couldn't do any more i couldn't do any more training at all and even just driving the car was like painful or putting or doing anything or opening a car door was like painful so basically that is a good lesson is um is you might you often will get some you'll get like a you'll get like a, a very quickly you'll get this feedback like oh you're getting you're getting stronger you know you can do you know you can just get a you know like a a bar and you can like lift it above your head and you can do like a squat and you, you know rah. but basically your, your muscles your muscles get big can get big quite quickly if you're doing you know if you you know it depends how, how you're doing your exercise but you, you can get muscle you can get strong quite quickly but the mus the muscle is getting strong but all the connecting parts like the tendons and the ligaments and all that kind of shit in your body that's not necessarily getting strong at the same time or it's not getting it's not getting, it's like having, you know, like getting one of these massive big like therabands and attaching it with like two bits of string, you know, and then like pulling it massively. Like the therabands not going to snap, but the string's going to snap. And basically that, that's what happened to me. Like it wasn't my muscle. It was like all the connecting tissues to my muscles just got like fucked over by doing like a hundred deadlifts and stuff and, and, and not resting, not, not, you know, because you do have this like, you just feel, you will start feeling very invincible and then you'll start doing some sort of strength training and then you'll get knackered. And it's exactly the same with running. Like whenever whenever I start running, I always do the same thing. So I start running, I'm, just, I'm crap, and then I start running. And then eventually I'll be running like 10, like 10K and I can run 10K and it's, it's okay. And then I'll just like start running like 10K every single day. And then I usually get, you know, after a few weeks of that, I'll get like some really bad sort of fluey kind of thing. And it like wipe me out for like, three weeks and then i won't, won't do any more running for, for another year and then i'll start again and do exactly the same thing so i think the older you get you like it, it's very it's very difficult to sort of hold yourself back and i think i said on my last podcast you know i knew somebody and they were trained to be like an olympic athlete and they started doing some strength training and i remember like, I was like oh my god like why are they getting you to do such light weights that's ridiculous 
you know, you're so you're so much stronger than that. But now looking back, yes, they might have been really good at cycling or something, but they weren't, you know, they weren't like really good at weight training. So you have to, you have to build your your what your broad base, um, which which doesn't only just mean about getting strong, building up this kind of this base strength. It's also about the base kind of your your you know the architecture of it is like all the connects in your body. You need to establish this sort of firm foundation or whatever's going to come after that if you're going to, you know, just get stronger in in, in one aspect. All, all, everything's connected like you're, there's so many things, you know, you have, like a good exercise to do is just, um, you know, put your feet together and uh, squat down. Like if you can do like, you know, like a pistol squat where you basically end up like go down on one leg with your other leg sticking out. Uh, but just just to put just put both feet together and just squat down onto like basically don't um basically stick your ass out as if you're sitting on a seat and then sort of tuck your ass back in again at the end you know like see how tight your uh your calves are and stuff like can your feet can you have your feet flat on the ground when you when you're squatting down like that or you know things tight and so so a lot of a lot of uh a lot of it is about um first of all like just just developing this base strength developing the mu- the muscles the tendons everything else but also it's about ironing out all the tightness in your body and all the the things that are going to uh fuck you up basically like you're going to end up like hurting your back if you do you know what if you to you know to bend down to pick up a pair of socks if you have to put your hand on your knee to beach down or you're really stiff in the morning getting out of bed then basically that is a that is a problem that's that's going to cause you an injury because you've got some tightness in your body. Now I'm not a big fan of stretching. I'd rather the the idea is if you're starting off with this foundational phase of your training is what you're going to do is you're going to be doing training that's actually stretching your body, which is probably you know you never see you never see a lot of builders turn up and start doing loads of stretching before they start building. You know that's they're basically their bodies are have adapted to to move in the way they're going to be moving without getting without getting injured hopefully so 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 that so that's one that's one reason why it's good having this foundation phase because you will find that as you're doing an exercise so if you squat if you're doing a squat and your knees feel a bit weird or your hips feel a bit weird it might be that you're doing it wrong or it might be that your body is just very very stiff so if you were trying to do like a squat with like a 200 kilos and you've got a really stiff back already, you're probably just going to damage yourself really, really badly. But if you're doing a squat with um, with 40 kilos and as you're going down, you can really feel like, oh God, that's like really, that's tight. You know, you're probably just going to work, work that through. Just think of all these weights like a giant, one of those um, rubbing things, what are they called? <laughs> rubby, rubby things, those, what they call foam rollers, you know, like you you can either do like the you know the kind of like sitting in front of the telly kind of like bending your leg around but i don't personally i don't find that very effective you know and everybody else finds it effective i just think you're better doing it like builder style and just um you know like do you know just get get your body to start moving if that's what you want to do then you know you know so so yeah so yeah so you so you want to you want to develop this foundational kind of strength now if you go like i think um like steve house isn't writing books for like people climbing v diffs you know who are like you know overweight he's basically writing books for people who are already 
you know, very like elite athletes, I, I think. Now, starting strength, he's writing books more for more for anybody. But even then, he has a like a program, a strength program. You'll probably find it online somewhere. But you basically, you know, you've you've got a small group of exercises. Uh, you've got um, bench press, deadlift, squat, uh, clean. Clean is where you stand to push the bar above your head, uh, and then it kind of ex- expands later on into sort of um, uh, uh, some other exercises but you basically got some you just got like a few very very like bit like sort of basic exercises which are like f- fundamental exercises so if you can master those then you don't really need to master anything else like if you can do if you do all those well then you'll you'll be you'll be, you'll be strong my son or my daughter so you um uh, and you begin uh uh you 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 can download this from off the internet you'll get you get like a spreadsheet and you type in your the the weights you're you're aiming for and uh and then that will like populate all the training so you basically train three days a week and on like monday you would do like a clean and a squat and then on wednesday you do like a deadlift and on you know you it basically goes like that so you just so you get like plenty of you get plenty of rest and you you slowly develop and each time you do an exercise you increase the weight by like in metric it'd probably be like what um uh like about two kilos two 2.25 kilos or something and uh so you have this like very slow progression so you're you're not only getting stronger you're also getting um you're also developing your technique and the, as the weight gets heavier it'll punish bad technique and it'll get to the point where you won't be able to get any better unless you get like perfect technique or like as perfect as you, as you can do it so i would that kind of that kind of uh starting strength program is good in that you could actually start very very easy so you could start doing like uh probably the least important one is bench press but it's, it's in there so you'd have uh you know you you would so you have you know your, ma- your maximum you know your maximum bench press uh if you if you went all out if you've never done a bench press before might be like um you know like like 60 70% of your body weight or something but it probably might be less than that so you but you would start at like like 40% so you would start so i would i would start on um you know like 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 40 kilos or something and uh, or even or even less than that I would just, and then you would be doing um, like five sets of five. So you would, uh, you know, you would you would warm up, and then you would do like five, and have five minute break, five, five minute break, five, five, or you, or sometimes it's like three by three or, or whatever. And um, you uh, you would be developing, you would be building up your strength, and then you'd also be uh, build bit building up your technique, and you would say like, oh, why does my wrist? Why is my wrist hurting when I do this? Or you'd be like, oh, because you have not got your, the bars not in the right position on your hand. And then it's like, why, you know, like what are my legs doing? You know, there's like, like a, even in like a bench press, there's a lot of weird things going on. Like that you, you'll, like it, you'd probably instinctively do it if you suddenly give you a lot of heavy weight, your body would go into that position, like tensing your ass and all that kind of stuff. Like why is, why is my ass got to be tense if I'm like lifting something with my arms and all the, and all these kind of things will, you know you develop all these techniques so when you're doing like a 100 kilo bench press but by that point 
you know, several months down the line, your body will be uh, adapted to do that technique and all your all your connectors and everything else will be, you know, will be will be working for you. So so and you that, that kind of training would take like an hour, two hours, uh, you know, three times a week. Which, if you think about the the benefits, it would bring you in in terms of like health, happiness, you know, motivation, everything else. It's probably not a lot to ask. And and I I I tend to train like in the morning, so I I will get up if I've got something to do. I'll get up at half past five, and I'll try and I'll try and get all my training done by like nine o'clock, and then I can start the day and start doing other things. If I'm going away, I'll um. You know that's you know, trying to got trying to fit that in some some other way, um, so that's that's one sort of sort of sort of training, and it's it's worth like understanding that say if you just wanted if you want to look like like a big muscly person like someone from the Middle East like people from the Middle East are really into really into like bodybuilding for some reason, uh, it's a real kind of macho kind of thing. You want to look at Arnold Schwarzenegger, nigga. You want to you'd probably be doing like. Um, you know, five sets of five, you know, like five, five minute break, five, five minute break, five, five minute break after warming up. And that's going to develop, you're going to get strong, but it's also going to develop muscle. If you just want to, if you just want to get like really, really strong, like just pure, pure strength, then you'd probably do like three sets of three. Uh, you know, like if on your, you know, each, each time you lift it those three times, it's going to be like really, really, really hard. And, uh, you know, you, you couldn't do that five times. It'd be like, it'd just be impossible. So you'd be, you'd be doing that three three sets of three. You probably wouldn't develop very big muscles, but you would develop like incredible kind of incredible sort of strength. Uh, but the for for climbers, climbers, mountaineers, those kind of, those kind of people, uh, like any kind of strength training is going to be like beneficial as long as you're not going down the route of end, ending up weighing like, like you know, humongous kind of big muscly person, but um, like any any kind of strength training is good. But I think for climbing, you need that kind of a, a strength training which would be more like a wrestler or somebody or an MMA fighter or something. And if you if you know if you Google it, you'll find loads of training for those kind of people, uh, or like military kind of training where you need to um, be able to have like a a, a good level of strength. Uh, but but also strength you can apply over a very long period, maybe like you know a whole, the length of a pitch, length of a crux, length of a whole climb, length of a multi-week trip um, where you're going to be lifting stuff, carrying stuff, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so for me, I personally I find a tra- training where you where you're training like ten by ten, so you you're generally doing like a hundred. Uh, total, you know, total lifts in something is uh, I find that is 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 very good. Like you're not going to end up being like huge unless you're like lifting really heavy, <laughs> where it's like a hundred times. You're not going to end up being like really a really muscle bound. But what's what's going to happen is it's a very good way of a, not getting injured because you're not you're not going to be able to lift anything that heavy a hundred times. So that's limiting what you can do. You but you are working your heart, your cardiovascular, you're also developing very good um, connections between all your connectors in your body and stuff. And you just get a, a general, um, elevate your level of just base fitness, really. You're not you're not going to become like a you know, weightlifter, but you're just going to elevate your base fitness. Now, you don't want to be doing like 
you don't want to be doing like a hundred, you know, like a hundred fifty kilo deadlifts or something. You 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 probably want to be using some other sort of form of training. Um, generally, you're best using some sort of like compound training, like and doing in circuits, not a circuit, or some kind of circuit, like circuit kind of training or time training. So I would. So that's where the where the kettlebells, um, kettlebell training comes in quite. It's very it's very very handy. So you, uh, um, you try and do an exercise where. So a classic one is called uh, uh, armor arm, armor builder, armor maker or something. Armor is that a bit? Is that a drink? Um, where you basically you've got two kettlebells in front of you and you do two kettlebell swings and then you uh, go into a, a press. And then you do like three squats and then you like rest and then you do it again. And you could set your uh, an alarm. You could set like a timer. So you do you got like 60 seconds. So you do one of those every 60 seconds and maybe do like that for tw- like 20 times or something. Um, and you'll you'll find like on the first four or five it feels very easy. Like you're not you're not that kind of tired. But then on the you know, on the, like the eighth, ninth, you start feeling really, really tired. And then towards the end, you'll feel like really, really wasted. But you don't want to, you don't want to be doing it to the point where you're, uh, you're losing your form. Like it's very important to like keep like, good form. And with that kind of training, so I would do, I would do that exercise to do those, like that, that compound exercise. And then I would do a press up. Then I would do like a pull up, just one pull up and then rest and then start again, one pull up. So you end up doing um, if you tot, tot all uh, them all, you know, you do you do like three squats times by thirty. Uh, you know, you do, you do all the it all, all kind of adds up really, and you will feel sort of knackered at the end of it. And um, and you can't because you're doing it under the clock. It's it's good. You'll be very sweaty and everything else. Um, so yes, yeah, so, but there's loads of like the the, the kettlebells are good for the, for that kind of that kind of exercise. They're very they're very sort of compact. You could like travel with a kettlebell. You can't really travel with a big bar and all your weights and everything else. And uh, and I, I think the you know there's all there's a lot of controversy about all this kind of stuff. But basically, basically, you either want I think you can either do like body weight training. So that would be um, you know press-ups sit-ups uh, squats like air squats uh, all that kind of stuff and you would get you would improve your tr- your your um, conditioning just by doing those kind of exercises uh, or you want some sort of kettlebells or you want like a some bar training so with the with a bar you want to buy a good quality bar like get one from rogue or one of these one of these people like they're not they're not cheap but they will last for like 10 million years the same with any 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 strength training gear you buy it's going to last for like thousands of years like you'll you'll be passed down through generations so yes it's expensive to begin with but it's not but it's not that bad and then uh, you want to buy some bar some weights to go on the end and i would just buy just plain kind of um steel weights don't buy bumper blade weights or anything just buy like steel weights and i have like 225 four 10 kilos two five kilos two two and a half kilos two one and a half 1.25 kilos and with that i can do most things like i'm not i'm not like a bodybuilder i'm not like trying to lift like horrendous uh weights um and then with the kettlebells uh often people get kettlebells which are too heavy you can actually because you're doing like a lot of reps you can actually do 
you know, do a lot of, uh, get a lot out of even, even one 16 kilo kettlebell. You'll find that uh, does like tire you out. But usually kettlebells go up, go up in four kilo um, increments. Uh, but you, you can just go like old school would be like a 16, a 24 and a 32. Like once you can do, you know, like a hundred swings with a, with a, 20 no 28 28 24 kilo kettlebell then you can do like 20 with a 32 kilo kettlebell you know like you can the the increments are much um much bigger you're not like lifting up you you have to kind of really master the technique and then you can make these like big jump jumps up but you can also have like you know like i've i've slowly bought more and more kettlebells so i'd have like i'd have them up, up in up in the up by four kilos and um and you can probably yeah you, you probably you can do basically everything with like a with like you know three kettlebells and sometimes you want two kettlebells like it's good to have uh doubles in some sizes because you want to do like double cleans and double presses and all that kind of stuff so but you can buy you can buy them over like a long over a long period that, that the main thing is to try and avoid buying anything too gimmicky uh in your in your training like you don't really need that much stuff like my uh like squat rack kind of thing like the the box you're sort of training in so you don't like kill yourself is um just made out of wood so i just got like is that two by two by fours lots of bits of two by four and like screwed them all together and drilled some holes in it and that's and that's what i use and i made a like a bench out of wood and all that kind of stuff um and uh having a space where you can train is good and uh, I've just got, I've got like a garage. So in in that garage, I've just bought, um, like a sta- stable. They make like rubber mats for stables for horses to stand on, and you can buy those, and they're probably like twenty five quid each or something, and they're like a meter by something. And I've just got four of those, and so like a hundred quid, and you've got like this thing. You can drop weights on them, and they won't like destroy your floor and that that kind of stuff. And they're it's sort of horse proof so they're very very tough and they're made out of rubber they're not made out of like i'd avoid buying like eva type form like for like you know, like yoga stuff because it'll just get destroyed straight away and you know that, that gives you a space where you can like sit around and do all that kind of stuff um then if did i meant did i mention uh like one good gadget to buy is a uh uh a uh an ab wheel one of those it's like a wheel with a handle on either side it looks like a gimmick but it's actually very good sort of uh exercise and just do if you never use one just get one and do like you know like do do 10 lots of 10 on that just like roll out roll in like watch your back watch your if you you know you'll you'll feel any weakness in your in your core doing it and then see how long it takes you for you to recover like it's it's like that is a killer uh like waiting um resting between it between your your uh your sets is i tend to like if it's if it's like some sort of cardio kind of stuff then i then i tend to um you know just do like i'll just have like 60 seconds i'll have 30 seconds to do the exercise and then the next one will start again like that but if it's like if you're actually working on like strength training like five by five or three by three i'll generally leave like five minutes in between each set because I actually want the maximum amount of time to recover because it's not about, I'm actually trying to, um, like I might have said this already because I, I recorded half of this and it deleted itself. So um, I want to have the, mac, the 
like mano a mano with me and the weight really i don't want it to be limited by me being tired or whatever i want to get like the maximum out of each exercise so that that sort of feeds back to the 20 hours of good quality training a week is you is you want to be training a, a, a good quality exercise good quality movement you know like rested and all this kind of stuff like yeah you could go into you can go in there and you could like be like hoofing really heavy weights like every single day twice a day but you'd probably be better off just doing it every other day the the exception to that is if you're doing like a 10 by 10 kind of program where you're using lower weights with like you know like very high reps and you're trying to work your overall conditioning physical conditioning so you can not get tired when you're doing stuff like rock climbing ice climbing all that kind of stuff then i would actually do that every single day because it's not so taxing you never you're never like maxed out you might be you're maxed out cut in terms of cardio it will be really really struggling as you're developing um but I think you I think you can like train every single day like that and it's probably a lot better than going running it's much better on for your joints and stuff like you can throw in some running but I wouldn't I just throw it in occasionally like every every now and again along with like cycling and swimming and everything else just to keep mixing all these things together and you're going to you're probably going to start at like a low a low you know low weights and you'll you'll either not be physically strong enough or your cardio won't be good enough and you just have to tweak it so if i'm if i'm trying to do uh like 100 kettlebell swings in five minutes then to begin with i can't i won't be able to manage that so i'd so i'd instead of giving myself 30 seconds to do five 10 kettlebell swings on one arm i would give myself 40 seconds and then then after a while i'll give myself in 35 seconds and we kind of built you know taper it down and if i was doing like one arm kettlebell swings maybe i would instead of doing that i would give myself one minute to do two-handed kettlebell swings with a heavier weight and just keep um keep your body off balance that you never want to be you never want to get to the point where you're super comfortable with what you're doing you always have to be sort of struggling in some in some aspect otherwise it's not really point you know like you, you can get to the point where you just train because you like training but but within yeah so i said within like within a a first week you'll feel knackered second week you'll start feeling a bit stronger after a month you'll start feeling your body's changing you'll feel like your your legs are stronger um you're more aware of like weaknesses in your in your body so um you can like start working on things like if you're not very good at doing like lunges then you can start working on some sort of exercise that'll that'll sort of develop your lunges and you in your rock climbing you'll you'll find that you're actually just more flexible because if you're doing like squats you'll um you'll just find that your your hips and everything else are actually becoming more flexible and you can um you'll you'll be more physically confident so you it'll feed into your psychology like you'll just feel like if you can hold on to something if you're like doing lots of weights and stuff like just holding the kettlebell is making your hands stronger doing a, ke- a deadlift is giving making your hands stronger so just by physically moving things around you're getting stronger that you'll um it'll just feed in like even if you're not actually any stronger for climbing you will feel stronger and you will climb better and be more confident and climb better um you know like the 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 more 
like you you get the maximum gains the shitter you are basically you know if you're just a, if you just shit then you'll just be amazing but if you're like adamondra then you know maybe maybe doing like maybe he does like squats and things or maybe he does like deadlifts but you know you'll he might see like a slight improvement over like a long period but for uh for most for most those those normies you'd you'd, you'd see a big a big different a big difference so ways to there's like so much information online um like mark ripperto's starting strength book is is like really really good but it's like you have to read it so that's it's a little bit like trying to read like a how to mend a computer if you, if you don't know what a computer is um it's, you're probably better just watching quite a lot of videos uh, like mark ripperto's got lots of really good videos but there's lots of other people out there um but just be just be just be very cautious about anything too radical just try and sort of uh often you'll get one person's doing videos where he's just repeating what somebody else is saying but but getting things wrong like there's a thing where you you place your kettlebells at a certain angle cause it's good for your shoulders and i've seen lots of videos where they've got the wrong way around they just didn't really get what the person was saying so it's actually really bad for your shoulders so um just be really cautious about anything like that and i would say mark ripperto is a very good um good person to to like listen to it's not none, none of it is trying to demonstrate how how amazing he is like if you've gone rush go and watch like russian russian guys doing kettlebells where they're lifting like 10 kettlebells one on top of the other and stuff and balancing them on their heads like that's not um that's not a good way of doing it really so uh it's like with all these things you can as you get stronger you can like you you've got more lee room but like weightlifting is a bit like skiing it really punishes you when you think you're getting good at it uh you always have a crash and and get hurt so it's it's good to um just to be very cautious and don't make it you know don't go on social media like showing you doing your 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 crappy uh, squats because it'll it'll you know, you'll try and put too much weight on like don't be getting your your phone out and filming yourself doing all these kind of things that like try and do it in isolation <laughs> like i don't got any there's no mirrors in my in my garage it's good you know it's good not to do that but um you know it's, it's really it's, it's good fun it's a good thing to do it's good if you can't go climbing like you know if there's if the weather's bad or whatever it's a good thing and it's it's just good for your physical health your mental health you've got you become more right wing uh, the stronger you get, unfortunately, you know that's that's you know that's, that's one of the best things about it. But you um, you know, it will it it will change uh, it will change uh your psych you know it's like the psychology your psychology your, your the culture and things like suddenly you'll you you might see things differently like what you eat or your lifestyle or you want to go to bed earlier and you'll you'll uh it's a very it's a it's a very positive thing and I think for you know for like thousands of years this was uh what people did they kind of tried to maximize their strength because it made was it the the stronger you are the harder you are to kill basically (laughs) so it's uh even if it didn't you know like is it going to make you a better climber well is if being weaker makes you a better climber then what's the point of being a climber basically like you know no no time spent getting stronger is going to be a waste of time i don't think um like what are you going to do like just stay in bed a bit longer or um you know go on social media like it's 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 a very uh, positive thing to do and you can do it as i say like you don't need to go and buy anything you can just do like body weight body weight training you could get like super strong i think the body actually the body weight training would be press-ups press-up sit-ups pull-ups uh 
squats and um as I, those those exercises so you can um you know you can do all those any uh, do all those anywhere and uh, but all of them take time and uh and um you know so you have to be like you have to be into it and you just you just have to avoid not getting injured or fucking yourself up because that's that's like the number one way why you're gonna why you're gonna stop doing it but if you can maintain it for is it like 60 is it 90 days if you can maintain anything for 90 days then you'll it'll be with you for life and it's a good uh you know it's it's a really good um positive thing in your in your life i think strength training so i guess that's uh that's it so um if anybody has any uh questions to ask me i don't know what i'm talking about um uh, my my daughter said i need more i need more reviews on itunes uh, i've got like 20 something mainly like saying it rambles too much it's shit so if you if you got if you if you take the time to write a review on itunes then uh, email me and i will send you a pdf of this old book i wrote driven which is like a pegging manual that actually eventually got integrated into uh higher education the book higher education but it's, it's i found it on my computer so i thought it's a shame it just sits there nothing no one's using it so yeah so so reviews are welcome and uh if you like this podcast like share it like i'm i am totally not on social media anymore i've not been on social media for many many months so i have no twitter facebook instagram anything so i um it's a very lonely world you know not it does i used to get a lot of interactions with people in messages and but not you know less so now so it's you know i feel a bit like a, a hermit so just because because i've given up social media because i think it's toxic and destroys your brain doesn't mean you can't share my uh my my content on your social media so um but don't worry it doesn't matter um so that's it uh, I, I yeah i have some questions still f- i have to answer so i'll probably do that in next week's um podcasts but i hope this has been informative and made you think about stuff uh, and um this will be useful so until next time Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.